Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Let's go! Hello and good evening to the Go Radio Football Show. I'm Mark Guidi. Delighted to say I'm joined tonight by the legends Barry Ferguson and David Robin. And before you start, you'll be wondering where Paul Cooney is. Paul's a wee bit under the weather, so we wish him well. And yeah. hopefully he'll be back in the hot seat soon. But not too soon. We don't want to wish him back that quickly. Rob McLean's on holiday as well, so we're wishing Rob all the best. He's enjoying a wee break too. But what a weekend of football we've just had. Celtic and Rangers both dropped points. Celtic a 0-0 draw away to Hibernian and Rangers a 2-2 draw at home to Motherwell. They're back in action this midweek. Massive games at Rangers away to St Johnston and Celtic at home to St Mirren. David Proven just got 10 games to go in the SPFL Premiership Celtic in the lead by three points what does the weekend results suggest to you? Well I think Rangers let Celtic off the hook in the weekend I mean Easter Road away you know away to to Hibs at Easter Road is always a a tricky game it was always likely that Celtic could drop something but having done that you know for Rangers to slip up you know and, and blow a two goal lead was more or less unthinkable and you wonder how vital that might be at the end of the season I think the ironic thing for me Mark is that Rangers played really well mm-hmm. certainly in the first half looked as if they were going to blow Motherwell away so to end up with you know dropping two points must be hugely disappointing for GVB Barry you watched the game yesterday as Davey says Rangers played well as was the case last weekend at Tannadice but they dropped two points there but to go two goals up and then to lose the two goals in the manner that they did that must be concerning Giovanni yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got to agree with, with David. The first half, um, it was all Rangers. Um, started the game on the front foot, scored two really good goals, and then it was it was just a case of getting in at half time and getting back to the, the way they started the first half. But as soon as the model scored the goal, um, Mark, I'll be honest with you, um, it was they, they got a nervous feeling about them. I got a nervous feeling when I was I was watching the game and a lot of people are saying Rangers are not ruthless in front of goal but you've got to also be ruthless defensively as well and the two goals that Rangers conceded I'm sure Giovanni won't be happy with that David, on the, the two goals that Rangers conceded we'll get to the goals that they scored and the ones that have been debatable referee Don Robertson yeah. and his assistance to Morelos goals but a lot of criticism in the last 24 hours between Alan McGregor Connor Goldson and James Tavernier is it fair? Uh, well, I, for, first of all, for the first goal, I mean, the the the, the pace of the boy Woolery is mind blowing. Mm. He, he's given John Lundstrom four yards and left him for dead. Unbelievable pace, great ball across the face. I think Alan McGregor is facing the play 
I think Alan McGregor's got to give Conor Golson a shout. It's mine or keeper. Good early shout and do his best to, to block it, you know, to get down on the ball. Uh, I'm not saying he can take it into his gloves, but but certainly stop it going across the face. I think Alan McGregor, terrific though he's been for Rangers, um, has made a couple of uncharacteristic mistakes recently and they could be costly. Barry, what was your take on the two goals? Well, the, the, the first one um, is a, a pass from Lundstrom into Bassey. He, he kind of miscontrols it, but obviously Mud will break on him, as Davy says. Willery's pace was, was unbelievable. But when the cross comes in, I think both of them can deal with it, but one of them has got to take responsibility. Um, and it kind of looks like they're blaming each other. For me, just go and deal with it. Even if they bump into each other, go and stop the ball flashing across the front of the goal. So I, I'm sure, knowing Griggs as I do, he'll be disappointed. Um, and Connor Golston as well, he'll be disappointed. And at the second one, I think Tavernier can do better. And so can Golston as well. So the, the two goals that Rangers conceded, they'll be really disappointed in them. Um, they can definitely do better defensively. We'll dissect the Celtic game as well, Davy. But before we get to, to that and to Ange Postacoglu's comments... It's just about every Monday night, Barry, we're usually on and we always have the debate. There's always controversy with referee decisions and we're talking about bringing in VAR. There's another two yesterday at Ibrooks, Don Robertson's the referee. Clearly he's going with the calls of one of his assistants yeah. Yeah. putting the flag up. Two goals for Morelos. Disallowed, David, what was your take on them? I think the first one, I think he looks offside. Mm-hmm. Although, having watched the game, we never really get the definitive angle, a definitive freeze to, to be able to draw the line across. I think the first one he might have been offside second one he's level he's onside uh, for me he, he looks level and it's all the more reason we had Hugh Dallas on last week um, and he he's saying that if they had a vote among the referees now 100% would vote for a VAR and you can include um, the linesman at Ibrox at the weekend and that I'm sure he probably knows he's made a mistake and they're getting slaughtered every week for making human, human error um, it's a tough tough job they've got um, we've got to get VAR in to, to help them no matter you know if it's 1.2 million or whatever the, the game has to find it it's not a lot in the grand scheme of things it's David not. it's not a lot of money no it's not I mean hopefully they can get a sponsor for it or I, I, I don't know but I just feel that you know when countries like Kosovo and Cyprus and other minnow nations uh, the, the leagues have VAR we are we're leaving ourselves open to, to ridicule by not having it Barry I know you want it as well yeah, you've got to look. They're only human. They've got a split second mark to make a, a decision. Um, look, for me, definitely the, the second one's on side. Marginal, probably, I would say. Uh, the first one that Morelos scores. Um, but look, as I said, the referees need all the help they can get. Um, I, I feel for them. They always come in for heavy criticism, but some of the, the decisions this season that I've seen um, have been alarming so they need to get it in as quickly as possible and how we get that get a sponsor can Rangers and Celtic I've spoken about this many a times man. Mm-hmm. can they not just fit the bill and then maybe the, the smaller clubs where money's tight pay them up but we need to get it in as quickly as possible but speaking to Hugh Dallas which was a brilliant interview um, last week it's not looking tonight like the following season yeah. we're going to get it in um, so that's the worrying thing for me I was hoping that we could get it in for the start of next season but that looks very hard David Easter Road 0-0 yeah. for Celtic I, mean, I, I would imagine that Ange Postacoglu his players, the Celtic supporters thought that their league would have been lead would have been pegged back to one point come five o'clock um, last night but how much of a lift would that have given Celtic 
that Rangers didn't take advantage of their slip-up. Uh, I mean, Celtic would be hugely surprised. I mean, I guarantee you that leaving Easter Road, as Postacoglu would assume that Rangers would have taken care of business. And certainly when Rangers go two up, you think it's, it's game over. So it was a huge escape for Celtic in terms of Rangers dropping two points. Um, I think you might be slightly concerned at the at his team at the moment. They, they, they've lost the... Try to think in the right word, but they, they've lost something. They don't look the, the the same side at the moment that they were when they took care of Rangers a few weeks ago. A bit of spark. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it's energy. I don't know whether it's come from overtraining. Um, I don't want to accuse um, Ange Coglu of overdoing the training because I, I'm not privy to what they do. But they look they they don't they they look a bit leggy to me. Um, and they're, they're certainly missing uh, Kyogo and even Giacomakis at the weekend. Um, a kind of focal point centre forward I know Ange disagreed after the game as he tends to do these days but Celtic aren't quite at it at the moment and they've got to rediscover the forum that that got them into the into the lead in the first place Barry you've no long hung up the boots you've been in management for the past five or six years Davies point is there such a thing as overtraining your players yeah but the the amount of games that both Rangers and Celtic have got three games a week um, I don't think you need to do much training it's about recovering now I, again I watched um, Hibs and Celtic yesterday and the thing that jumped out at me was Celtic looks up to energy and that's one thing you would label with Postacoglu's teams that they start really well they're really energetic for at least 60 or 70 minutes but they've lost you, you mentioned a word their spark that they've not got that maybe they are training um, too much we, we, we don't know we don't know what, what goes on in the, the training ground but certainly it's not the same Celtic that I watched against um, Rangers and even before that where it's non-stop waves of attack the energy levels are, are sky high they look to me if they've dropped considerably over the last um, couple of weeks and that's a worrying thing for the Celtic fans Is it? Can you even trace it back David to the first half against Rangers at the start of February just f- four weeks ago Yeah the Blue Rangers away but, but since then you look at the, the home game against Bodo the away game against Bodo goal in the last couple of minutes to, to beat Dundee albeit the three points is three points mm-hmm. and then not getting a goal yesterday yeah I mean I, I don't understand it because you know certainly in my time you know if, if you played a league game an old firm league game and you won the league game it gave you a lift off you, mm-hmm. you got a huge amount of energy and, and confidence from that particularly given that going into the game Celtic's record against Rangers was, was really poor Hadn't beaten Rangers for for a long time, so so to beat Rangers as convincingly, you know, after that game, I'm expecting Celtic to kick on. I thought Celtic would have put some daylight between the pair, but I, I don't know what's happened. I, I can't I can't really explain it. It's unexpected, and it's up to to Ange to to find the answers. Um, he's got a much stronger squad than he had at the beginning of the season. Um, certainly missing Kyogo, and I think the the. The, the length of his absence is now becoming a bit of a worry mm-hmm. because the longer he's out the longer it's going to take him to, to get up to speed again um, so yeah yeah they, they, they've got one or two problems not as not as uh, incisive as they were earlier on in the, 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 the season I thought Hibs looked pretty comfortable Abada had a couple of chances either side of half time but they, they, they weren't they weren't cutting Hibs, Hibs open you know the, the way they were cutting teams open earlier on in the, the campaign Barry, we said at the top there, 10 games to go, Celtic three points ahead mm. um, at the top. You've been involved in last day dramas, you've been involved in, as Sir Alex called it, squeaky bum time. Does that 
exists when you're getting to this stage of the season Davy calls it the business end the players just start to get a wee bit of nerves just kind of creeping in when you know there's no margin for error yeah, it's only natural, Mark. I'll, I'll be honest with you, but when I was involved, when you get, and it's the right expression you use, it is the business end of the season, 10 games to go, this is when you need the, the big players to stand up, uh, the experienced guys, the leaders in the dressing room, and that's where it matters most, um, and you're, you're looking at both Rangers and Celtic just now, and it looks to me if both teams, even with 10 games to go, are going to still drop points, um, which makes it exciting for the league um, but I, I think it's going to get right down to the wire there's no doubt in my mind about it watching both games at the weekend as I said I think we're, go- we're going to have another few games like this there's going to be more drop points it's who can get a level of consistency um, and who can put out their, their strongest team um, as you've seen like, in terms of Rangers Gio's got a, it looks to me if he's got a settled 11 he's just unsure about the centre back um, pairing yet where it's going to be Balligan where it's going to be Holanda, uh, whether it's going to be Lundstrom who he used yesterday that's the kind of only area that he's unsure and obviously Celtic um, are missing one key ingredient and that's the centre forward in Kyogo uh, he, he was a difference the first half of the season he was exceptional but David mentioned there hamstring injury you're out for a couple of months it must be a serious injury it must be a serious tear he's had in that hamstring so I'm sure Celtic will be desperate to get a player of that quality back as quickly as possible David on, on Kyogo I know how much you, you admire him and rate him yeah is he as important a player to Celtic as you could say that the destination of the, of the title resting whether he comes back or not in the next couple of weeks yeah I think it'll have a huge bearing um, I think if he does come back Celtic's chances imp- he Kyogo is, is for Celtic what Morelos is for Rangers and I'm talking about Morelos over the last couple of months not the Morelos of earlier in the season where he looked disinterested Morelos is now Rangers key to winning the title and I think Kyogo if he comes back will certainly give Celtic a huge boost I mean Gio Kamakis said probably you could say he arrived with a hat trick but I don't think he's totally convinced the Celtic fans that, that he is the man that's going to see them over the line for the title well, certainly, uh, Ange Postecoglou, after 0-0 draw yesterday at Easter Road, he thought his team deserved more than a single point. Disappointed for the players. They didn't get the rewards they deserved, I thought. But, um, you know, ultimately, we, we control the game and you know, difficult place to come and uh, couldn't get the goal we needed. you think Celtic did deserve the three points, Barry? No, I, I thought a, a draw was a fair result. Um, they created a couple of chances near the end um, they had a couple of free kicks in the first half but I think overall I think a, a, a point apiece um, was a correct score I don't think at any stage Hibs really looked like scoring um, once Nisbet went off obviously Doyle's come on um, he, he's a different threat up there he's, he's more of a physical presence but I thought overall um, I thought a, a point was, was a fair result and at Ibrox Giovanni Van Bronckhorst just watched his team drop two points for the second weekend in a row and he said now as we get to the business end of the season with 10 games to go he's really looking for his players to win every game he does not want to see any more slip-ups of course that's a worry I mean uh, especially the draws we, we made I think we, we draw against Aberdeen we draw against Ross County Dundee United and today at home that's eight points which which should have been should have been three points and that's you know you cannot lose too many points now in the run-in so we have to be make sure on, on Wednesday we, we turn it around and, and, and make sure we win David 
Rangers at Perth McDermott Park on Wednesday night Rangers haven't won in the road since December 12th mm. at Tynecastle as Giovanni said there Tannadise Dingwall Pataudry Celtic Park no victories out of four they need to address that and sort it yeah, out quickly I, I don't think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst at the moment can trust this team you know when Martin O'Neill was at Celtic and doing really well he used to say I can trust this team I know what I'm going to get from them I don't think Van Bronckhorst knows I mean Rangers were good enough to, to blow Dortmund away one of the great results maybe, but I don't know whether Barry would agree is one of the great results in the club's history I think good enough to beat Dortmund and yet you know, 2-0 up against mother one who can't see the game out. Van Bronckhorst must be thinking, what the hell have I got here? I mean, what am I going to get from them? You know, one minute they're good enough to beat Dortmund, next minute they're, they're blowing a two-goal lead. As a, as a manager, Barry's been there, I haven't. But that must be a horrible position to be in where you, you can't actually trust your players. You don't actually know what they're going to give you. That's quite a point by David. Is it a, a trust issue, Barry, perhaps? Yeah, the, I can see that. Watching the game, you see them in the second half he, he was frustrated no doubt about it for being so dominant I don't know if you've watched the game David did you watch the game? Yeah Rain, Rangers blew Mother away Mother were nowhere to be seen in the first half and then it was just like a fl- flippy a switch mm-hmm. it was just a, a different um, Rangers and then you go back to Thursday night now I know Dortmund were brilliant in the first half Rangers held in there second half they just showed a real a real desire a real togetherness uh, to pull through and get it to each and get through and what a result that was then you go into Sunday and he must be pulling his hair out he must be so frustrated and for me now there's no margin for error they have I, I totally agree with what you just says there you've got to um, for me 10 games you've got to get 30 points no doubt about it in my mind um, and you look at the games that you mentioned Aberdeen Ross County Dundee United take Celtic into the equation um, 3-0 they get beat easily uh, by Celtic and then you look again um, in Sunday so it's it's disappointing frustrating but listen they've got another game on Wednesday night as you said at McDermott Park they're fighting for their lives now this is one of these games where don't care how you play you roll your sleeves up and make sure you come in after the 90 minutes with 3 points well the boys are in sparkling form tonight David Proven says that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has a trust issue with his players that needs to be addressed and Barry Ferguson the former Rangers captain has just said that if Rangers want to win the league they have to take 30 points out of 30 in their next 10 games we're on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre 0808 17 17 700 to get through the boys we'll be back after the break the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Taxi finance experts with free Mainline UK delivery. Find your new taxi today. Let's go, 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 go. Let's go. Good evening to the Go Radio Football Show. It's Monday. We've had a packed weekend full of controversy. Celtic and Rangers dropping points. And we've got a bit mid week coming on Wednesday night. Rangers away at St Johnston Celtic at home to St Mirren. And talking about shocks with Rangers and Celtic both drawn yesterday, which we didn't expect. What about the box on Saturday night? Josh Taylor, Jack Catterall. Listen, you want to see Josh Taylor winning, but Catterall was robbed, Barry. Yeah, but 100%. Um, look, I was desperate to watch it desperate for Josh Taylor to, to go and retain his, his four belts which he did in the end but I've got to be honest with you as a boxing fan um, I, it was so one-sided 
Um, Cathro, he, he was um, no one, no wonder he walked straight out the ring yeah. um, back into his dressing room. I was absolutely shocked at the decision. And if I'm being honest with you, you're lucky if he won one or two rounds. Um, that's me being kind to him. Um, but listen, I'm a big Josh Taylor fan for what he's done um, for um, the world of boxing and Scotland. Has been exceptional, but he was beat by the better guy um, on the night. But thankfully, listen, the judge, the judges ruled it. He, he won the fight. He's kept his four belts, but I think he needs to go up and wait now. For me, he looked too gaunt. He looked. Um, what we're talking about Celtic there zapped energy yeah. um, I think he lost he'd stripped too much weight um, but listen at the end of the day he's got the result but looking back on it it shouldn't have happened that way David I think if we'd VAR at the box and that, <laughs> that would have been overturned perfect aye absolutely perfect but I mean it's, it's the hardest game of the lot isn't it and you know to go in there and take the punishment these boys take and, and get cheated and that's the word I'm reading all the time about the the verdict um, it must be a real sore one for the for the boy, real sore one. You think a packed oval hydro as well? What I mean they've all got away happy enough, but just at the end, and you listen to Johnny Nelson and, and all the other top pundits and, and, and ex world champions, they couldn't believe it. And I think generally as well, when you look at the, the pictures, Josh Taylor's corner couldn't believe it either. Yep, and uh, obviously they, they go into the corners, and I think it was a final round. Um, his trainer saying you need to knock him out here. Mm. He, he win the fight. Now that that's when you know you're mm. way behind. And um, you think, right, Josh will come out and hopefully get the knockout. And then once the, the the bell goes at the end, I'm thinking to myself, right, do you know what? He'll just need to go away and hopefully get a rematch because he's he's lost it. And then when the, the decision came out, I mean, what one of the judges had them one fourteen, one eleven. I could not believe what I was I um, watching. But listen, at the end of the day, look, he's, he's still got it. But one thing about Josh Taylor, I don't think he gets enough credit mm-hmm. for what he's done in boxing. Um, four. Uh, four Belts he's got, he, he's been a he's been a brilliant ambassador for um, Scotland, um, and he's been a brilliant boxer. But unfortunately, on Saturday night, I've got a bonus with you. He just didn't deserve that. Well, Celtic and Rangers will be looking for knockout blows on Wednesday night. Oh, pardon the pun. I know you'll be pining for Paul Cooney to come back. My apologies. <laughs> it's Mark Weedy hosting tonight. Paul's feeling a little bit unwell, so we wish him all the best. And I know he'll be back in the hot seat soon. But tonight on the Go Radio Football Show, delighted to say. Joined by the legends Davy Proven and Barry Ferguson. Davy, just before the break, Barry said that he probably feels right now that Rangers need to take thirty points out of thirty mm. to win the title. Is that is that doable? I don't think it is. I really don't. I don't, I don't think either uh, either old firm side at the moment are, are showing the type of consistency that would suggest they could they could win their last ten games. I don't know if it's ever been done before. It'd be interesting to, to have a look at that and see if anyone's ever done it. I know that Celtic under Gordon Strachan um, won it and had a magnificent run last 10 games. Not sure whether... 2008, I think yeah, it was, yeah. I, I think it was, Mark, yeah. But, I mean, it, it, it's... I, I just wonder... I, I just wonder if the difference might be Rangers, you know, playing Thursday, Sunday. I, I think that gives Celtic an advantage in terms of resting legs. It gives Postacoglu the option of, of giving his boys a day off now and again. And, and keeping some stuff, some juice in the legs for the weekend that, that Rangers don't have because it looks as if Rangers, and I think that's a good draw, Red Star, it looks as if Rangers could could go well into this competition, deep into it. 2008, you were there, Barry, that season. You, you were at the heart of all you got to the EFA Cup final. Looking back, I know it was, it was a fixture schedule and it started piling up, Scottish Cup final um, as well, but do you think that, that as much as Europe was brilliant, 
and you can't take away those memories and get into a final but did that have an adverse effect on, on going for the title? Look, I'm, I'm not going to use it as an excuse the issue with that team and, and Walter Smith he kind of had the same 13-14 players he always kind of relied on um, and, and to be quite honest with you when you're playing three games a week we, we weren't even training we were just playing staying away coming in for a quick recovery get back to your, your house rest up um, so listen it could be a, a problem for Rangers but listen you've got to go in with the mindset as you, you think Celtic are going to win all their games apart for the old firm games mm-hmm. and you've got to win every single game that's the mindset Rangers have got to have and that's the mindset I would like to think they've, they've got now after what happened on Sunday I'm sure the day they're having a meeting they're talking about it and saying listen we have got to win if we want to retain the title we've got to win every single game and do you know what it's a possibility but you've got to go in with that mindset and that's got to start on Wednesday night I, I when think, you're coming Barry, up against I, I think the Rangers team of last season mm-hmm. you, you could say well there's a decent chance they could win the last 10 games I don't see it in this Rangers side I think this Rangers side is a shadow of the team that won the title and I, I just think having won the title, the one that mattered, I, I just don't think the players you, are... You think it's as bad as that? A shadow of the team, you think it's as bad as that right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, of, of the Stephen Gerrard team that won the title. This Ranger, current Rangers team, yeah, I do. I think it's a shadow of the team that won the, the, the title and conceded just 13 goals in 38 league games. That's how good they were. Mm-hmm. Can't compare this team. Has is is Giovanni Van Bronckhorst got a bit to prove then? Well, I mean, I, I think he needs a bit like Ange Postacoglu. I think he'll need a couple of windows before you can judge him. But he must be scratching his head at this team. I mean, the first time he came to Scotland to watch them, they, they, they lost to Hibs. They were 3-0 down after, what, half an hour in the, the League Cup semi-final. And that's the type of performance you're liable to get from Rangers these days. You don't know what you're going to get from them. Beat Dortmund one minute, blow a two-goal lead the next against Motherwell at home. Doesn't make any sense. And that, that's what that's what will worry Van Bronckhorst. He's not sure what they're going to give him from week to week. And, and I'm sure the day, Mark, he, he'll, been in, he'll be having a meeting and he'll be saying that to him. Listen, I, I'm getting frustrated here. How can you go for that level of performance? Now, I thought the performance was really good against Muddle. Certainly in the, the, uh, the first half, the first 45 minutes, I thought they were they were exceptional. But you can't you can't go for that to that in the second half and expect to, to win... Um, league title so I'm sure he'll be having a meeting today he'll be putting it on them saying listen it starts on Wednesday night when we go up to face St Johnson and McDermott Park we need to start with three points and then we need to motor on for then Is it a type that'll have a blast Barry? I mean you obviously know me played but is it a type that'll have a blast? He's a quite assassin deal right, yeah, I, I right. think he's a, and what I've liked about it Dave is you've seen he's made changes see if somebody's not performing the, the prime example Barisic. is Elfram Barisic yeah. and then again um, against Dortmund he switched it he's went switched the formation Barisic was having another off night he's took him right off so that tells me that Gio if players ain't producing he'll no suffer fools he'll take them out of the team well, on Rangers we've got a news just come in Juan Allegria has gone from Rangers to Partick Thistle on loan so he's joined Ian McCall's team for the last run in for the season and there's another breaking news story probably not overly surprising but we'll get your take on it David, Russia have been banned from world football. So between FIFA and UEFA, Russia have yeah. been banned from world football. David, no great shock there in the no, right decision. I'm, I'm just surprised that it took FIFA so long to arrive at that decision. UEFA, to be fair to them, acted much quicker. 
Um, FIFA, for, for some reason, were dragging their heels, but I think it's inevitable. You know, anything that can apply the slightest bit of pressure on, on Putin to stop what he's doing um, has got to be welcome. I, I, know, I know they say sport and politics and sport in the real world shouldn't mix, but... You know, if, if if it gives an indication of how the rest of the world is, is looking upon Russia right now, then it's it's no bad thing. And UEFA have banned all Russian clubs from yeah, playing in European competitions as well. So the national team and all Russian uh, clubs have been absolutely shown the door by FIFA and UEFA, Barry. And so they should, and they, they're going to suffer. Um, and it's absolutely horrendous. I've been keeping a close eye on it. Um, it's just horrendous and I feel for the Ukrainians I was watching uh, the Everton and Man City game yeah. and I thought it was a brilliant touch that both Ukrainians were, were on the bench and you could see how emotional they Zinch- were Zinchenko was in tears yeah, yeah in the warm up uh, yeah it's, um, the, the, the guys have got family over there and it's not just about the football players it's just Ukraine as a, as a country what they're having to suffer and and kids uh, I woke up this morning and one of the Sky News things was a, a, a young girl was, was killed with her, one of her parents um, it's just bang out of order and I agree with what Davey just mentioned there um, I thought it would have been done quicker but now they've done the right thing and, and banned Russia from um, all football competitions well, We're on the go radio football shows we say it's been another big weekend of football Celtic and Rangers have dropped points yesterday they play on Wednesday night Rangers away to St Johnson who are in 11th spot and St Mirren under new manager Stephen Robinson go to Celtic Park just on that appointment by um, St Mirren David just your take firstly Jim Goodwin going to Aberdeen yeah. and um, St Mirren replacing him with Stephen Robinson well first of all I think Aberdeen have made a good appointment in Jim Goodwin um, I, I think I, I've never seen him coach but you can listen to the guy and you know you're, you're listening to an intelligent guy who, who knows his stuff um, and I think it was only a matter of time before Jim got a, a bigger job. Aberdeen is a bigger job and I hope he does well. Uh, Stephen Robinson, good to see him back in the game. Um, and already absolutely raging at the referee. Um, and and, and with, with good reason as well, because, you know, the, 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 the penalty, the boy been shoved over in the box, Stonewall penalty. And, you know, we're, we're repeating ourselves over and over again for heaven's sake, find a way of financing VAR. Give us VAR. Mm-hmm. Did, did you see his comments after it? He'd, he's been away for obviously a, a year or 18 months and he's like, I see the refereeing decisions haven't changed up here. <laughs> um, but listen, in, in terms of Jim Goodwin, I think it's a brilliant appointment yeah. by Aberdeen. Um, I just think it's a case of just getting through it at the end of the season. I'm sure Jim will make his own changes in the summer. I'm sure the, the Aberdeen chairman will back him. Um, but by all accounts speaking to people who have worked under him or know him he's a brilliant coach he's very hands on um, and as I said I think he'll um, be a great appointment for Aberdeen and he's the one to try and make him the, again the, the third force because um, of the, the size of the club Aberdeen mm. they, they shouldn't be where they are I know they're no too, too far off the, the, the top six but they should be pushing um, Hearts all the way for third place. Unfortunately, that they ain't this season, and that's why Aberdeen have made the the correct appointment and, and Jim Goodwin. Well, we'll speak about Sir Alex Ferguson, David. I'd like to get your take on it on his statue. You must have one or two sulfurous stories to tell us. But before we do, I know we're laughing there about Stephen Robinson's comments about just coming back up the road and already, you know, his refereeing decision. But it just shows you it's not exclusive. 
to Celtic and Rangers the refereeing decisions yeah. so at the yeah. other end of the table and that's what it's actually it's livelihoods at stake because if you end up yeah. being relegated people are going to lose jobs not just players office staff ground staff yeah. it has that ripple effect and you know the bottom line is it's not funny yeah and I also think if you watch the Carabao Cup final you know the huge influence in the game of VAR um, and I, I think I, I think the supporters in England have now accepted it I really do think they've embraced it now. It's almost part of the drama. Mm-hmm. You know, you're waiting on the, the VAR uh, decision, you know, is it going to be overturned, is it not? And, I, you know, I think VAR was very, very impressive at Wembley yesterday. Um, I've always said it's important to get the right call, not a quick call, the right call. Mm-hmm. As you say, jobs at stake, relegation, clubs could be relegated in a bad decision and no referee would want to be responsible yeah. for that. So it's a no-brainer. But then the, the other side of that, did you see the Everton Man City mm-hmm. game? The the handball. Did you see the yeah. the handball? I mean, for me, that, that's a yeah, penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a stone one. Uh, stone. Yeah, for stone Everton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yep. obviously VAR, they've seen both angles here. One angle, to be fair, looks as if it's hitting his, yeah. his shoulder, but the he's got the other angle as well. Oh, but I mean, the, the other angles. Bang what's what's he thinking? Arm. I couldn't believe that wasn't a penalty. Um, that's so clear cut that but going back to the Carabao Cup yesterday the one with Van Dyke you think what a free kick for, for Liverpool yeah. what training ground exercise and then he's he's at millimetre um, offside and you, you see Van Dyke looking at the, the screen and he knows himself <laughs> it's his toe I think it's, <laughs> it's offside but again that's these big decisions and big games um, and that's why you need VAR well, we're on the Go Radio Football Show. The lines are busy tonight. We're with the Taxi Centre 0808 17 17 700. I'm Mark Woody. I'm with David Proven and Barry Ferguson. Come on, let's go. Glasgow in the West is waking up to Crofty and Grado. Sanjeev Coley. Hello, good morning. How are you? Morning. You've got amazing sideburns. What's that? Rascals, man. I'm going to date you to Stevenson, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you get around to see somebody say these are telling All the entertainments you need to get your day started. Go Radio Breakfast. Let's go. Welcome back to the Go Radio Football Show. I'm Mark Woody, joined tonight by Davey Proven and Barry Ferguson. Another big weekend of games. Celtic drawing 0-0 against the Bern in Easter Road. And then just a couple of hours later, Rangers couldn't take advantage of that slip-up by Ange Postecoglou's team. They threw away a two-goal lead at home to Motherwell. David, before we get back to the football, we, we did touch on Sir Alex Ferguson and um, yeah. his, his statue uh, at Petaudry. First of all, just to, to go over it, Sir Alex's contribution to, to, to Aberdeen over the years. Yeah, oh, they're absolutely remarkable. Um, you know, for Aberdeen to win the Cup Winners' Cup and beat Bayern Munich and Real Madrid... To do that, get, you know, gives you the scale of the, the achievement. The European Super Cup uh, as well, although you, you couldn't really call that a, a competition. But I know through experience because at that time, Mark, Rangers had a poor, poor side. It was between Celtic and Aberdeen most seasons, um, and it really was. It was like an old firm game. You know, I've, I've seen I've seen Tommy Burns in the Aberdeen dressing room after the game, swapping punches and. <laughs> players having to be separated and you know the dressing rooms are quite close yep. at Barry Pitodri mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've seen three or four old boys in there and mayhem absolute mayhem and that came from Fergie were you in amongst it? no no I was always 
first first into the the home dressing room hiding, you know. <laughs> Case big Doogie Rugby came after me. But, um, oh, it was absolutely brutal. It was brutal, and it came from the manager. Yeah, it came came from Fergie. He instilled that spirit in them. Um, and I'll tell you what, they were a really really difficult team to to, to play against. And when you get into journalism, into the media dealings with them, then. I had dealings with them. I'm not always successful. I remember um, Sky sent me to... It was at the time they were signing Mikel Silvestre. Oh, yeah. I think from Inter Milan. And there was also a thing about Roy Keane. Roy Keane was, was wanting a, a wage rise. And the big question was, would United break their wage structure? So Sky sent me along. Sir Alec was up visiting his old school teacher. There was a, a media thing organised. Alec was going to meet his primary school teacher who obviously was elderly at the time, but he was going to catch up with her and it was a photo opportunity, etc., etc. And he was going to do one or two interviews. And before I interviewed him, the PR, Manchester, Manchester United's PR said, don't, no Roy Keane questions, no Roy Keane questions. So interviews go on and I, I said about Mikel Silvestre um, and his, his eyes kind of narrowed a wee bit about Sylvester. I said, are you going to sign Mikel Sylvester? But he gave me an answer anyway. And then I said, and what, what about Roy Keane's situation? And the eyes just narrowed. <laughs> you know you know that look we've all seen on Sky and his flash interviews after the game when he, he gets a question that he doesn't like, you know? And eventually just turned away and walked away. So, <laughs> what, what did you make of him, Barry, as a... As a manager, obviously you've been managing Aberdeen before your time, but then you'd have been down south and you'd have come up against them. Yeah, listen, he's somebody you obviously re- respected and you knew what he was all about, but the biggest thing for me was when I watched the documentary I spoke yeah. about last week where no knowing much about him as a as a player, where he obviously where he started off at and obviously being at Rangers and always the thing about Sir Alex Ferguson was after the cup final against Rangers I think I mentioned it and he was going absolute mental they'd won 1-0 they beat yeah. Rangers but then in the documentary it tells you that it's obviously the, the Rangers thing he wasn't happy how it ended at Rangers and obviously there was another couple of scenarios which I don't want to go into you'll see it if you go and watch the documentary because obviously he grew up a Rangers fan right beside it um, the, the the docks that's where he, he was and it was interesting just to hear it and just what he's come through and what he's what actually when you, you look back and, and see his initial I think at three years his first three year period at Manchester United wasn't great at all he, he struggled um, and obviously made a few signings then just when he won that first trophy it just snowballed the trophies kept going in and, and you look at some of the players and you see the players getting interviewed, the respect that they've got for him. Um, not just the, about the hairdryer treatment, but he, he knew the game and it was very simple. He made it very simple. It wasn't where you hear modern day coaches coming out with all sorts of, of words or whatever. He was very simple, the way that he coached and the way that he managed. And it was all about one thing, work hard. It was all about outworking the, the, the opponent, whoever they come up against. Um and just if MD's not watched the documentary, I know I says it last week, go and watch it because it's an, an absolute brilliant watch just to see him for his early age. And he was a young manager when he went up to Aberdeen mm-hmm. and he turned that round and, and as Davey mentioned, beating Bayern Munich and Real Madrid. Um, what an achievement for a club of size of Aberdeen. Yeah, it was brilliant. And one of the things Barry mentioned there was always about Sir Alex's teams 
working hard and that was certainly the case for Graham Alexander's team yesterday at Ibrox two goals down at half time they fought back to get a 2-2 draw on the line is Hugh a Motherwell fan and Hugh you just want to praise your team uh, well, definitely. Good evening, guys. Um, Mark, you. I actually thought Paul. I actually thought Paul had a sore throat tonight. The way you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you. I know you're pining for him. He'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. <laughs> no, no. I, I see. To be fair, there's a few people I like listening to, me, um, uh-huh. and it's obviously Barry. I love listening to Barry because you know for a fact he's got a lot of passion in there. David Proven, one of my dad's heroes. So unfortunately, my dad's not here, but I mean, David's one, and especially you because obviously what you've done in the game as well, things like what you've written about. So it's good to listen to you guys. Um, Thanks, you. Just a point. You were obviously making earlier on about uh, comments that Steve Robinson made, yeah. and he was only been here ten minutes. Um, you find that Jim Goodman made exactly the same comment when he came to Aberdeen for part last week when he says Aberdeen's not making decisions for weeks. You've been in the door thirty minutes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so who you be? What game you been watching? Yeah, but just really about the game. Obviously, yesterday, I think uh, how Rangers were on Thursday with Dortmund. That's how Muller were yesterday. We were, I, I thought the tactics in the first half even team selection for ourselves was a bit strange two young boys in the middle of the park against obviously Rangers midfield we were under pressure at there and even the fans on the fans forums were obviously saying oh it's going to be 4 or 5 nothing today uh, and Liam Kelly was outstanding mm-hmm. as Alan McGregor has been for Rangers over the years and saved them over the years but then you get people moaning about oh the keepers made this need that 5 or 6 well that's what the keepers are for really but I just think Rangers after they went 2 nothing up whether they changed their attitude of the team, uh, how they started playing, because in the second half, surely they could have come out there and absolutely still ran over the top of us. <coughs> but we made the three subs, like Rangers changed the tactics on Thursday night, and it just changed us as a team. We were more attacking, we were more, th- more threatening for you. And I just thought we were extremely underestimated. Uh, and just really a question for Barry, how do you think McGregor obviously was for the second goal, and especially goals in Tavernier, because the two of them were like two lost boys? Try to chase a fly around I think Yeah First you um, Obviously I was watching the game And uh, As you were probably as well I don't know Were you at the game Or were you just watching it on TV No no I was watching it uh, I was actually going for the first thing in the morning Alright for some yeah. <laughs> No in, in terms of Rangers I, I thought they were so dominant and, and do you know what There could have been a bit of that But This is where you've got to give Graham Alexander credit He made day three changes And Day three changes What a difference They made to Muddle um, in the second half I thought it was obviously he, he said a decision to make because he was Muddle get ran over the top of, basically I thought in, in the first half Hugh but the second half you've got to give him credit and the opportunities when you go to places like Ibrooks, you've got to take your chances and the few chances that he's had he's took them um, and I thought the changes made a, a, a massive difference there was I think when that first goal went in you could see the Muddle players at that stage I think it was 54 minutes or 55 minutes when they, yeah. they got the first goal in you could see the confidence starting to come out of them people were then wanting the ball I thought the young boy in the middle of the park is it Concealis? What what's his name? Uh, Dean Cornelius Cornelius Cracking player Crack, yeah. Yeah, cracking uh, Do you know what? Player. I've only watched him a couple of times I thought he was outstanding in the game in the second half yeah. but credit to Motherwell credit to Graham Alexander making the three changes because that made a big difference and when you go to places like Ibrooks, when you get that two or three chances you've got to take them and Muddle did instead in terms of Alan McGregor for the second goal I think Tavernier and Golson have got to do better first and foremost yeah I agree with you yeah. they've got to do better there can Alan McGregor do better yeah, 
possibly he's got to save that one yeah by, by, his, by his standards he's got to save that one isn't he but with the strike you've got to give yeah. the, the, the boy credit is it Willery that mm-hmm. scored the Willery yep scored the second goal but Tavernier first of all has got mm-hmm. to do better and then him and goals and get into a, a fan call Fullery get, gets a wee bit of luck but you've got to get that at times but then he, he smashes it low and hard what you're told to do as a footballer when you get in that position um, but for me first the defensive situation wasn't good enough if you ask Alan McGregor I know him he'll be disappointed not to save that but don't take anything away from other one Graham Alexander for what he'd done at half time because that must have been a big 10 or so minutes because um, he made the changes and they were on the front foot and they went for Rangers and they got a bit of the rewards for that D- David just on Motherwell when Hughes mentioned him it probably remiss that we've not mentioned him at all tonight because he's given his team a chance and that was a performance of, of Liam Kelly because had it not been for him it would have been 4-0 mm-hmm. at half time yeah, Liam Kelly was inspirational. Um, but, you know, for, for Motherwell to go to Arbrooks, go two down and, and come back. And the other thing about Graham Alexander, a lot of managers at half-time, 2-0 down at Ibrooks and getting battered, by the way, mm. would go for damage limitation. They wouldn't They wouldn't go on the front foot, as, as Barry says. They, they, they would be thinking, how, how do we keep the score down here? Graham Alexander was bold enough to make the right changes and have a go at Rangers. And, it, you know, it could have exploded in his face. They, 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 could, have, they could have been beaten 5-6. Because that's the way it looked. Yeah. the way things had gone in the first half but he was bold enough and he had enough belief in his players to you know, to have a go at Rangers and it paid off a, a lot of people are going on about Liam Ker- uh, Kelly and rightly so he made some fantastic saves but I mentioned the young boy in the middle of the park was really good I thought Ricky Lamy Hugh was exceptional as well I, at centre I, half I agree with that Barry yeah I agree with that I've obviously been kind out obviously at the start of the season uh, Ricky Lamy was I don't know what was up with him must have been putting my blindfold on but then he just suddenly came onto a game and I thought it was a little bit unfair I know he signed a pre-contract with Dundee um, and I actually wanted him to stay mm-hmm. uh, I know we brought in Ayala um, and Ojo I think well, I would have still liked him to stay because you see what he can do when he comes in now the young lad Cornelius uh, is a, a fantastic prospect for us still only a young boy and everybody's now comparing him to Alan Campbell and I'm thinking please don't do that because Alan Campbell's his own player and he's scoring down at Luton he's getting a few goals now Cornelius will do that he'll he'll progress as well um, so I'm looking forward to his progression we've, we've been crying out for him for weeks to keep in the team to keep going because we played against Celtic the other week there and I think he actually kept apart from the one pass that Hattati actually got in for Celtic's goal I think he actually kept Hattati quiet because that was his remit just sitting Hattati don't let him get about with you but he is like Alan Campbell he's a terrier in the middle of the park he'll just run after everything boy with that amount of energy he just keeps going and it's great to see him in the team I'm, I'm really pleased he's actually back in the team and performing at Ibrox like that it's good to see Yeah they definitely got a player there um, not just about he can get about the pitch you He's actually good on the ball. He'll go and take it in tight situations. He's good. He can put, He can see a pass, whether that's short or, or long. But certainly Motherwell, he's one of the ones, as you know, you, any young Motherwell yeah. player who performs really well, you know what's going to happen. There's going to be obviously bigger clubs. But I would like to see, what i like to see with young players is they go and they play 50, 60, 70 games. Go and get that experience because I think in time, Motherwell have got a right top young player in their hands there Hugh just, just briefly we're yeah. going to the, the, the break soon I know it's not really your concern because it's another club but you mentioned Ricky Lamy there pre-contract with Dundee is Ricky going to be playing championship football next season do you think Dundee are doomed I mean the question being is why bring in a manager that's got a six game ban who can't influence you to decide that it's just I thought that was the downfall for them 
I thought that was a real, real bad match. I don't think they're going to get out of it. Especially, was it 4 nothing against Livingston at the weekend? Yeah. So, it's... And Livingston, where round about, they're, they're actually starting to bring results in. I think there's, what is it, there's only... Is it six points, eight points between, like, eight teams or something in the league? Six teams? For the obviously getting into the top six. So, that's how big it is down there. So, I don't think they'll get out of it, personally. I, I can't see them now. Thanks for that. Thanks for your call, Hugh. Thanks for joining us tonight on the yeah. Go Radio Cheers, Football Hugh. Show with the Taxi Centre 0808 17 17 700. I'm Mark Guidi and tonight with Davy Proven and Barry Ferguson. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Let's go! The Go Radio Football Show. I'm Mark Guiri tonight, joined by David Robin and Barry Ferguson. Paul Curry not in the hot seat tonight. He's feeling a little bit under the weather, so we wish Paul a speedy recovery and he'll be back in the studio soon. We've got a busy night, as you can imagine. The lines have been hot, and next to joining up is our Ranger supporter, Jason, who's got a point to make about the weekend. Jason, how are you? Not too bad, guys. How are you doing? Thank you. Yeah, we're good, we're good. What's your point to Barry and Davy? It was just uh, obviously off the back of Rangers' disappointing result on Sunday. It's been a bit of a um, roller coaster of emotions at the minute, being a Rangers supporter. You've got the, 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 the two fantastic European results away at Dortmund, and obviously the draw at Ibrox other night to take us through to the, to the next round of Europe. And, uh, and all my time as supporting Rangers, probably I would say Thursday night was one of the best nights. Uh, that I've had at Ibrox uh, on a European night or any night for that matter and you leave and you're, you're buzzing for the next couple of days after it and you're, you're, you're confident going into the weekend and um, one of you guys touched on the point earlier on that the first half Rangers were were dominant Motherwell never got a look in and then it was almost like the flick of a, a switch where second half Motherwell came out so played them they changed it up they changed the shape of the, the game and rather than going on the back foot and, and, and trying to make it damage limitation like you guys have already mentioned they, they, they came at Rangers and uh, managed to, to pull two goals back in the second half to, to get a well-deserved point um, that's now Rangers drawn against Dundee United Aberdeen um, obviously Motherwell at the weekend there Ross County you know possible 12 points that we could have got and we've only managed to get we've only managed to get four away from the games um, so like Barry mentioned, we can't afford to slip up again. Um, or you know, the, as the, as the league draws closer to an end, it's going to uh, leave us in a more precarious position. But I, I wanted to talk more about the, the the goalkeeping situation at Rangers. I've been a big supporter of Alan McGregor, like every Rangers fan has been across the country. But 
Um, and I've tried to defend him a few times on this that, uh, this season itself. Uh, I just feel like now, um, getting to the age that he's at, you don't want to be chopping and changing your goalkeeper halfway through the season. But I do feel like John McLaughlin or even young Robbie McCrory should get a, get a look in over the next couple of games to to see how they fare because there has been a few occasions certainly of late where McGregor seems to have let us down. So just wanted to put that to the panel to see what they thought. Davy, is this a time for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to be considering dropping Alan McGregor? No, but I, I, I don't think I, I don't think there's any chance that, that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would drop Alan McGregor at this crucial stage in the season. I think a manager would always go for experience. Alan McGregor has made a few mistakes recently, uncharacteristic mistakes. And if anything, you know, he's he's guilty of one thing, Mark, growing older. Mm-hmm. And it happens to outfield players, it happens to goalkeepers. Uh, and Alan McGregor is coming towards the end of his time. But I would, it would take a hell of a call to pull him out of the team at this stage in the season when the pressure's really on. Because Alan McGregor arguably has saved his best work for when the pressure is on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think there's any chance he'll take him out. I mean, that, listen, Jason, everybody's entitled to their opinion, Barry, but for me, it's like people jumping in a bandwagon. It was only four nights ago, he had an outstanding save, no doubt he's right against, but I mean, a proper save, putting it, you know, Marlin. strong hands, but yeah, from yep. from Marlon, yeah, you could certainly, I would say, you could look at him for the second goal yesterday more than the first goal, but I'm not having this that he should be put out of the team. Yeah, it's not an old pal, Zach, because I know him really well. He's an ex-teammate and he's a good friend. For me, he's still Rangers' best goalkeeper. Yep, it's very unlike him. I'll go back to Ross County, the, the couple of mistakes up there. On Sunday, um, I would expect Alan McGregor to deal with him. The, the, first, go, uh, the first ball across the... the the face of the goal from Willery where he has the, the great bit of pace past Lundstrom I expect him to go and take the responsibility um, but it's between him and Golson and then the second goal you do expect him to save it but for me I don't think it'll even enter Gio's mind to change a goalkeeper he, he's still a massive influence inside that dressing room and for me he's still Rangers uh, number one and, and Davy's right in what he says He's guilty of one thing, he's getting older, he's not as agile as he was before, but if you look back, I think in terms of a goalkeeper, the mistakes are always, always for me, highlighted. I still think, in one hand, you can count the mistakes he's made, mm-hmm. and the only mistakes I can really think of are Ross County, and maybe yesterday's game, but for me, he's still Rangers number one, and he's in between the sticks from now until the very last game of the season. David, I don't know if you agree with me. Stephen Gerrard signed Alan McGregor. Jason, I don't know what you think. I think in the three and a half years, he's been Rangers' most consistent player. Yeah, I I don't think Stephen Gerrard had a clue of just how good Alan McGregor was until he came to Rangers. Alan McGregor had a spell at Hull uh, where he was way off the, the radar. And I'm pretty sure Stephen Gerrard, when he came into Rangers, wouldn't have known you know, what he was getting in Alan McGregor. But, you know, if you look at... Alan McGregor's performances for Steven Gerrard particularly in some of the European games yeah. absolutely mind-blowing um, and I'll tell you what if Alan McGregor was 10 years younger Steven Gerrard would be trying to sign him right now mm-hmm. yeah. do, do you know what it is Mark it's not just how good a goalkeeper he is seeing that dressing room especially now you're getting to the old squeaky bum time 10 games to go the pressure's on he's the main man he'll be inside that dressing room he's been through it before he knows what it's all about and and see these mistakes these few mistakes he's made over the last couple of months that will not affect him one bit because I know 
the day He'll be on that training ground Working even harder to make sure he's ready For Wednesday night against that, St Johnson I think that's what separates The, top the great goal- goalkeepers yep. from 100%. the good goalkeepers Is that ability to shrug off mistakes That doesn't pray in their mind Yep and I, I've been with what, like, My younger days Stephen Kloss If he made a mistake See the next game Mm. He, he was bang on it. You could see he was just a, a different animal in training, and Alan McGregor's like that. Um, and as you mentioned, the top goalkeepers, Joe Hart, even when I played at Birmingham, made a mistake. Bang, next game on it. He'll be, listen, he'll be disappointed like a lot of people. But do you know what? Come Wednesday night, he'll be ready. And don't be surprised if he pulls off another two or three unbelievable saves. Jason, the first half of the show with some great talking points from Barry and Davy. Barry said that. The 10 remaining league games, Rangers need 30 points out of 30 to become champions. And Davey said that on the back of what you mentioned there, Jason, that the dropped points um, in recent games, particularly away from home, that Giovanni van Bronckhurst will clearly have a trust issue with his players. What, what's your view on, on both the guys' talking points? Listen, I agree with, with uh, Barry to, to a certain uh, extent. Um, my take on it would be that Rangers are going through a bit of a uh, strange time right now it's a bit volatile one week the, the, the excellent one half the excellent next half is, is like a complete shadow of the team that we've just seen in, in, in the first 45 minutes as it's, as Sunday sort of showed but at the same time Celtic aren't flying just now as well Celtic have had a wee bit of a, a dip in form so I, th- I still think there's drop- points to be dropped um, obviously Celtic have got that slight advantage uh, advantage of the, the three point lead at the minute but um as far as the league goes, and Barry will know this obviously more than myself. You know, you need to you need to go and win games at Rangers Football Club. You can't be drawn um, uh, to the level that we have been. You need to have that killer instinct, uh, which I thought on Sunday we did have. The first half, I thought two goals. I expected us to come back out and, uh, and score maybe another two or three. To be honest with you, but Liam Kelly, like somebody mentioned prior to me coming onto this call, he he pulled off a couple of fantastic saves to keep Motherwell truly in that game. So. Uh, it's all about mentality. We need to go up to St Johnston on a on a what's likely going to be a cold Wednesday night. Uh, I think the contrast and the style of football, the atmosphere, the occasion has maybe hindered Rangers a little bit in the respect that one week they're away playing um, against Borussia Dortmund uh, in their fantastic stadium, fantastic atmosphere, and then the next week, you know, no disrespect to any of the, the, the clubs in our league, but. You're way up to Perth on a, a cold Wednesday night, and it says backs against the wall, and you need to try and dig deep and and, and find that passage of play that's going to get you get you the winning goal and and and, and take you over the line. So I think they just need to be better prepared for that. Um, I think Wednesday night, depending on what team we, we we go out with, we should go up there and get a result. But the way we're playing at the minute, it's just really quite hard to tell. I mean, if we went up there and beat St Johnston four 0 I wouldn't be surprised. But on the same on the same hand if we went up there and I mean we got another draw I also wouldn't be surprised so right now it's really quite hard to tell but uh, every point that, that, that we play for the Rangers is important um, so you know, I'm hopeful that we can go up there on Wednesday and get, get the result that's needed I mean, Go with what Jason's saying there David what you guys have been saying tonight are we seeing that at the moment or the past few weeks just a Jekyll and Hyde Rangers Absolutely this Rangers team has a split personality if you like put it this way the, the, the Rangers team had turned up at Celtic Park a month ago how how do you compare them? How do you compare that team to the Rangers team that beat Dortmund? Just no comparison. It's uh, it's um, and that, that's why I don't think Giovanni will know from game to game what they're going to give him. Um, just two completely different teams. Uh, and well, that's, that's a worry. It's got to be a worry for him. What what I think? See now he'll know 
his strongest eleven. Well, I think he's got an eleven now to go. Hope barn injury and suspension. Eleven players that he knows that can go in the trenches, dig results out, go away to places like St Johnson because I would guess you're up there every mm-hmm. week. I guess the pitch is no, no great. No great. Mm-hmm. This is roll your sleeves up time. This is um, dig deep time. Don't care how you play, you come away with three points and I think in his mind he's got an 11 and I've got it in my head what he'll go with. Well, I'm going to ask you that because that was my next question and I'll bring Jason in on it once Barry's answered it. But does your starting 11 include Steve Davis 10 games to go winning mentality been over the course knows what it's all about experienced more than 100 caps etc etc or is Davo now very much a bit bit part player no, you know what I think Davo I just think he's been out too long I know he's been back the last 3 or 4 weeks he's sat on the bench he's not had a lot of football No, I, I think he's he's 3 in the middle of the pitch are pretty much settled now Ryan Jack Lundstrom and Adebo so you'd move Lundstrom back into the middle of the pitch yep Balligan and who do you go with your centre half then? Balligan, Golson, Tavernier, Bassey, Jack Lundstrom, Arebo, Arfield Kent, Morelos. Do you agree with that, Jason? 100%. That's, that, that's the exact same team that I would pick. I mean, Lundstrom obviously got his um, got his shot there at the weekend at centre back. Um, he was moved into that the week prior, obviously, and we got a glimpse of him. I thought he handled himself pretty well, looked, looked steady enough on the ball, and I never really had any massive concerns when I seen the team sheet come out at the weekend. and and seen him at centre-back. But John Lundstrom, for me, is a, a more dynamic player. He likes to get forward, take a shot on, uh, breaks up the play very, very well in the middle of the park for me. He's one of those sort of players that I think Rangers have been missing over maybe the past couple of years. You've got a bit of class in there with Kimara and Aribo and all these players that have got a trick in the, trick in the bag. But we have missed somebody that can break up the play, do the dirty work, and, and Lundstrom does that really well for me. So uh, I'd, I'd agree fully with that team that Barry's just mentioned. David, you know, going to St Johnston on Wednesday night on paper, it should be a victory for Rangers, yeah. but it doesn't work out uh, that way. You know, the surface Rangers, you know, might be a little bit fragile after losing a two-goal lead on on uh, on Sunday. Is the is the three points a gimme for Rangers no, on Wednesday it, night? It's not. It will all depend on how Rangers approach the game, what Rangers team turns up. But it's what Barry says. It's it, it doesn't matter if it's an ugly game. Um, how you win it it's about getting out of town with the, with the points that's all it's about at this stage in the season performances don't matter it's all about points now and if Rangers can, can go out to, to Perth and, and dig it out even if it's ugly it's a good night's work if you're coming down the road by all three points you, you, you know what you're going into Matt you're going up here to a team that are fighting for their lives so you need to pick a team who are going to stand up to that and, and be ready because I, I, I listen I, I can tell you what the game's going to, it's going to be scrappy mentioned the pitch don't know what the weather's going to be like but for me it's going to be one of these games it's not going to be great in the eye it's all about just finding a way to win and and coming away 1-0 2-1 who cares it's about coming back down the motorway with the three points Jason on that just to get your, your, your final answer you, you opened it up um, saying that Alan McGregor should be left out are you standing by that do you seriously think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is going to leave him out the starting lineup on Wednesday I don't think he's going I don't think he's going to uh, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that Van Bronckhorst would probably make that decision maybe I was a bit hasty to say it in the short term but I think certainly looking forward and I, I think probably most of the people including yourselves would be in agreement that I can't see McGregor going past this year uh, personally, I, I just don't see him extending his contract uh, at the football club. Um, obviously, with his age getting on, and that's the only thing that's obviously hindered his performances of late. I would say, um, but 
in the in the in the sort of longer term, uh, you know, thought process of that Rangers team, you need to look at who, who do you bring in? Does McLaughlin go as the number one keeper? I don't know. Well, he has signed a new contract, hasn't he, McLaughlin? He signed he his signed deal. Signed a new contract. Yep, yep, yep. And then you've got young Robbie McClory, and in fairness to him, the only looking that he's had recently was the game at um, Ibrox when we played Celtic and we beat Celtic with the hell under header and Robin McCrory made two or three excellent saves that day and done himself no harm at all so do you look at your, your future i.e. the young boys that you've brought, brought through the academy and, and give give young Robbie a look in um, I don't know or do you bring McLaughlin it's, it's going to be a difficult one but uh, you know they've obviously got massive shoes to fill, fill in McGregor so um, it'll be interesting to see how that one develops come the end of the season see, see the problem you've got with Alan McGregor Matt, you'll know and Davey will know see because you're that used to him making unbelievable mm. saves as soon yeah. as he makes an uncharacteristic error then it's highlighted yeah and his age becomes a factor as yeah, well. If he was 30, he wouldn't be talking about his age, yeah, you know. That, that's the, the, the problem you've got. Because he's got such high standards and he's played at the top of his game for so, so long and he's made so many top-class saves for Rangers. As soon as he makes that wee mistake, then people start questioning, is he too old, is he getting there? Of course he's getting old. He's 40 years of age. But he's still, for me, the best goalkeeper in Scotland. Jason, do you think he'll be? Did you think he'll be there next year, Barry? In your first time up, do you think he would sign another contract to Rangers, or will this be his final final season? Um, in my heart, of heart, um, no. I think Alan McGregor. Um, I'll make it. Listen, Alan will know himself. I, yeah. For me, I would love to see him. I still think he's got enough to go on another season. I honestly do. I, I don't know you, you, listen it's, that's going to be down to Alan whether he just thinks right you know what I, I, I've done so much I've done enough now I'm going to take a, a sidestep I honestly I honestly don't know but you're right he's yeah. he's got at least at I, least I, another year in him at least I, I, I think so and I'm not just saying that yeah, and, and I'm saying the, the same about back it up. the same about Craig Gordon I think Craig Gordon's been unbelievable for Hearts he's got another year or two he just signed a new contract mm-hmm. with Hearts and Fighter another two year extension but Alan McGregor yeah for me he can go on another season but it's going to come down to him whether he's got that drive and determination to do it I hope he does before we let you go Jason Rangers not one in the road since December the 12th in the league away to Hearts is that going to change on Wednesday night Rangers get a victory <laughs> uh, my heart says yes uh, my head said I really don't know I would like to think that you know it's, it's got to end at some stage you know this has been a bit of a drought that we've been on as far as uh, getting the getting the victory goes in the three points so um, yes I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to back us on, on Wednesday night we'll go up there and get the three points and, and, and go down the road happy Jason thanks again for phoning the Go Radio Football Show much appreciated Thank you The Go Radio Football Show with the taxicentre.com delivering cars to taxi drivers in Scotland for over 20 years Let's go Let's go Go Radio Football Show I'm Mark Guidi hosting tonight in place of Paul Cooney Paul's a wee bit under the weather so we wish him a speedy recovery joined this evening by thankfully Glad to say Davy Proven and Barry Ferguson, they have been in sensational form, headline after headline after headline. No doubt the online newspapers will be eating it up, Barry. You're going to be splashed all over the place and Davy, <laughs> you too, but you guys are well used to that, no doubt about it. Tonight's headlines, 
Russia banned from world football all football FIFA have banned them and UEFA have also banned all Russian teams from European competition so interesting to see how that unfolds but of course we just wish everybody well in Ukraine first and foremost and we hope that peace breaks out sooner rather than later we have got a big midweek of football there's no doubt about it Rangers will play up at St Johnston in Perth and Celtic will host St Mirren on Wednesday night Celtic at the top of the table by three points they dropped two points yesterday uh, away to Hibernian and then Rangers couldn't take advantage two goals up against Motherwell at half time but Graham Alexander side come back to take a point from Ibrooks on Giovanni Van Bronckhurst laid it on the line to his players and said that they need to be better on both sides of the pitch you have to be ruthless in your defending you have to you know also clinical with with the chances you got yeah you cannot get the let let motherwell back in the game with the first goal we conceded we have to be more defensively much more solid to don't give their chances away especially in 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 a, in a transition moment thing before the 2-2 we had you know some duels to to win the ball back or to clear the ball which we didn't do very well and that's why we conceded the goal David, he didn't hold back there. You know, it was quite a, a blunt yeah. uh, assessment and, and to the point. I don't think he could avoid uh, saying anything else, uh, Mark. You know, every, everybody saw it with their own eyes. 2-0 um, up. And I, I guarantee you at half-time, Giovanni was probably thinking, good chance to eat into the goal difference here. You know, Celtic, I think, are 14 ahead. It's worth a point. And the way Rangers bossed the first half, 2-0 up, he's probably thinking, you know, we can get 3, 4, 5, 6 here. And... You know, to, to see Rangers as poor as they were in the second half and, and dropping two points was huge blow for them. And Easter Road, the lunchtime live kickoff. Hibs now Celtic now Celtic looked way below their best, what they're capable of. But Ange Postecoglou thought that his side deserved more. Disappointed for the players, they didn't get the rewards they deserved. I thought, but um, you know, ultimately we we control the game and you know, difficult place to come and. Uh, couldn't get the goal we needed right let's go on the lines the Go Radio Football Show um, 0808 17 17 700 and delighted to say that Regan has joined us he's phoned in hi Regan hi Mark how you doing yeah I'm good how are you I'm doing well thanks hi good I'm a bit worried I'm a bit worried about Celtic after the weekend I Uh. thought they lacked a a lot of um, energy a lot of spark and I'm just really um, not happy with the, the the type of display they put in at Easter Road. I just thought they were, I, I thought they were so lackluster. I didn't think that Sean Maloney's side offered too much either. And that was a disappointing thing for me as well. I don't think that Sean Maloney um, really um, put a great deal into the game. But I felt that Celtic just didn't uh, do themselves justice on the day. Uh, Davey, on, on, on Regan's point, and he's saying lackluster, lacking a spark... Barry's just said a couple of minutes ago there that he th- knows the starting eleven that, that Giovanni's going to go with mm-hmm. now, you know, to maybe to the end of the season to go and get the wins that they need. But is there anything obvious that Ange Postacoglu's not doing? Is there, is there a player or two or a tinker formation that he could do to try and, you know, move it on? Uh, listen, I've been saying since the beginning of the season, I think Celtic need a left centre-back. Um, a little bit surprised that Julian has not had a, uh, a chance. Uh, must be up, but pretty close up to speed now. Um not not getting a chance. I, I just wonder if Postacoglu maybe doesn't rate him. But the, the 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 key to Celtic, and you know the one saving grace for Rangers at the moment is that Rangers' two most important players are back on form: Morelos and Kent. 
and you know if, if they keep doing the business in the run-in Rangers will have a good chance Celtic I think need Kyogo back uh, I really do um, Ange said Celtic controlled the, the game at Easter Road what, what, what does that mean controlled the game had more possession they had, yeah they had more possession and they had control of the ball but Macy wasn't exactly overworked no not it? at mm-hmm. all I mean Abada had a decent chance when Jota played him in with a, the switch when Macy came out and got caught in no man's land Abada had a, a shot blocked in the second half but that wasn't a Celtic team that I recognised from the team that beat Rangers battered Rangers Barry do you think Celtic yeah. missed and you as well Regan do you think they did miss Jackie Marcus yesterday yeah a, a lot's a, a lot's get made of Mieda um, I, I honestly do think he's got good attributes um, he, he struggled a wee bit yesterday Joe Marcus is different he brings a, a, a physical presence and especially see when you go away from home certainly places like Easter Road Sometimes it's good to have that focal point, Geo Marcus. So, yeah, possibly he could have um, been missed. But look, the big one, and it's from Boxing Day, St. Johnson, Kyogo. He he was the the shining light. He was the the match winner. Not just when he scored goals, he, his movement. He was an absolute menace uh, for for defenders. He's been a, a, a massive miss. Um, but it's getting to that stage where I don't know if Postacoglu knows. Mm-hmm. He's best 11. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I'm beginning to think that because there's a, quite a wee bit of tinkering um, going on, and certainly in the midfield area. Callum McGregor's the one that's obvious and has got to, to play for Celtic, but I don't know whether he, he's going to go with Hitati in there, Rogic. Um, has right he, yeah. he got too many options? It's never a bad thing to have too many options, but I think in your, the back of your mind, you're, you're thinking, right, I've got my strongest three there that's my three that I'm going to hang my hat on especially in the engine room for me that's the most important part of the of the team so there's there's been a bit of tinkering going on over the last few weeks and I'm unsure if he knows he, he, he's um, he definitely starting 11 when you, when you think about it Regan it's very unlikely that Kyogo is going to be available for St Mirren um, in midweek or away to Livingston at the weekend you're in into Scottish Cup action the following weekend so potentially with, with the 10 league games to go uh, Regan Kyogo you might only have them for 5 or, or 6 of them does that really uh, hinder Celtic's title chances? I think it definitely does Mark because you look at the impact they had in the first part of the season I don't think if it's for Kyogo Celtic would be in this position it just makes the whole Celtic team a totally different team I think it makes them um, more um, a much better team to watch um, the energy's there, the possession's there, and the, and the, t- the tend to blow teams away. I've got one question for you, uh, uh, Barry and Davey. Do, do you think James Forrest has got a future in Celtic? Because that's a few games now, man, that I've seen him on the bench for a couple of times and he doesn't seem to get a sniff. Davey. He's, he's, not, he's no longer a first-choice pick. That's perfect, perfectly obvious. Um, uh, Abada's got the jersey just now. Um, and be difficult for I, I think for, for James to, to get back in he's been a terrific Celtic player um, still can be but is he going to get the chance between now and the end of the season if Abada stays fit and Jota stays fit I think they play every week ahead of him has he got a long term future at Celtic um, it, you know given, given the career he's had does he want to spend time on the bench or, or would, he, would he rather go elsewhere not, I'm not sure um, what's going on in his mind but He's, he's a stage in his career where he, the bench sitting on the bench is no good to him every week, Matt. 
Barry, if, if if that was the case for for Forrest, maybe a lot. I know opposite sides of the of the pitch of the of the wings in terms of what happens with Jota in his future. But uh, James Forrest, it's hard to imagine him not being at Celtic. Yeah, I I couldn't imagine him no no being at Celtic. Um, is he a first choice? It doesn't look that way. It looks of a bad and Jota his his first choice, um, first go to in the wide area. Um, but he's not a bad backup. James Forrest I still think he's got a bit to give Celtic I mean yeah. you just need to look at the career he's had and I think Celtic missed him badly last season Yeah. Um, the only issue with, with, with James is he's had the, the injury issue mm-hmm. which when you get older Dave will tell you when you start picking up hamstring injuries or whatever it does start to affect you you've not got that burst of pace as much as you had before but for me He's still a big player. He's, I mean, when you see James Forrest in the Celtic team, you know you, you're coming up against a, a top quality operator in my mind. But I go back to David just mentioned Julian. He's been back fit now. Mm-hmm. What what is what's holding him back? I don't see why he's not had an opportunity playing games. He's going to be rusty. He's been out for fourteen months, but is he not fit enough? Is he struggling, or does Poster Coglu no fancy him? What, what do you think, Regan, in terms of Julian? I just think Postacoglu doesn't uh, see fit for Julian to pop in there. I, I think he likes uh, Vickers and he likes Starfield. Um, I, 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 I know Davian but, uh, but, uh, Barry have been a critic of Starfield, but he's a very, very good player for me. I know yesterday he probably didn't have his best game, but I still think he's got the best defence in the league, so I think he's definitely got a future to Celtic. Um, the big thing for me that alarmed me yesterday, I, I just felt like the whole team was, uh, wasn't was showing that ruthlessness that they've shown. Uh, I don't know if it's... I know you guys spoke about it on Friday about Maeda, but do you think um, for him now he just needs to get his head down and start scoring some goals again? David, on Maeda, he had that great chance against Bodo uh, in Norway the other night. He's failed at the target, kind of 14 yards out and there's all the kind of rumbling the social media stuff oh he, he's nowhere near it he's not good enough for Celtic etc again you know it sounds to me it's just like people just quick to judge yeah. and just you know as soon as somebody which was like Alan McGregor they'll just want to jump in a bandwagon and, and start criticising players he was the top scorer on the J League last season so he knows how to finish I, I, I don't think he's an out and out centre forward I, I think you probably play him in a similar position to um Sakala does for Rangers coming off the wide area is Sakala a natural wide player is a striker maybe he's a bit of both and I think Maeda's out the same of the same type yeah. if you like I don't, I don't think he's your focal centre forward Maeda but I think he could play either side uh, of a main striker he's also as well David he's just over a million quid I mean it's, it's value yeah. for money yeah um, and as I said you know he's, he's pedigree in the J League which is a pretty good league by the way you can see the quality of the Japanese players who've, who've come over for him to be top scorer there, he, he must know his way around the penalty box. Remember, he's coming in a different environment yeah. as well. He's, he's played, he's not had any breaks. And I think when somebody goes through a bit of a barn spell, certainly a new signing, after two or three games, he's not good enough. He's not good at this and <laughs> he's that. We heard that about Jamakis earlier in the, yeah. Jackie Marcus earlier in the season but as well. it's like any player at Celtic and Rangers, if they, they don't score for a couple of games, two or three games, if their performances aren't, aren't at a level, oh, he's, he's not good enough, he's a waste of money. Sometimes you've got to, sometimes it takes certain players a bit longer to settle in the environment you've got to understand that with the, the guys coming from Japan total different 
way of playing as well I would imagine mm-hmm. and I think he's been caught by surprise with probably the pace because uh, I mean I've seen it with plenty of players when they come up and play with Scotland I mean mm-hmm. it's 100 mile an hour at times certainly when you play away from home so I think sometimes fans have just got to be just lay off a wee bit um, I know they're demanding <laughs> but sometimes it takes a bit of time it might be the wrong movie for that Barry <laughs> 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 I'll no say what I say in any dressing rooms where the guys weren't they producing the goods oh I'd have loved to have been there I could just imagine Regan your, your team Celtic they've, they've not scored in the last uh, two games Thursday night in Norway then yesterday at Easter Road can you see them getting back to winning ways and getting the ball in the back of the net on Wednesday night against St Man? Oh, I think they definitely will I think they'll win 2-0 Mark I think they'll get off to a winning start Um I think it's very important because like you spoke about on the show um, about an hour ago, I think maybe this uh, psychological is getting the Rangers because they've uh, been, been, been too old against Motherwell, they, they drew with Aberdeen, they drew with Ross County and they drew with Dundee-Aided. So, it's, uh, and like you said, Barry, St. Johnson will be fighting for all these because they've uh, at the bottom of the table and they want to do well. So I think a Celtic can go there on Wednesday get a Score a couple of goals and keep a clean sheet. Hopefully, be six points clear by the end of the night. And, and Barry, uh, um, Regan, Barry mentioned uh, earlier in the programme just to get your take on this. That he thinks that Rangers are going to have to get thirty points out of thirty to to win the title. What do you think? You're not letting away with this one, are you? <laughs> oh, I love it. It's a great line. I love it. I love it. It's a headline. I love it. Uh, what's, your, what's your take on that, Regan? In terms of you know, bear in mind, Celtic three points ahead. Far superior goal difference, 10 games to go. What, what do you think Celtic need to, to get over the line? I just think they need to um, start being more uh, reflective for a goal. I do think that Celtic will need to maybe get about 27 points. But I think, over, I think overall it will be very, very close. I can even see it going to two games before the end of the season. That's how close I can see it, Mark. But I'm obviously going to say I, th- I can see Celtic going in the league. I, I really can. Yeah. So just only for the fact that this is the, the last few four away games the Rangers have, have dropped points, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even though Celtic have dropped points yesterday, I know they've not got a great record. Like a living at the, the Tony Macaroni, which people will, will, will say, but that really has to come to an end at one point, and I think it will be Sunday. Yeah. And, I, and I just can see Rangers flipping up, especially when they have to... Uh, with three or four games to go, they need to go back to Celtic Park as well. And if Aberdeen get the top six, they need to go back to Aberdeen. So I think from that point of view, I think Celtic, if they have to go to Pataudry, they've got a very good record in Pataudry. So I think if you're looking at it, I, I would just edge towards Celtic. But yeah, I think it's going to go all the way, Mark. Brilliant, Regan. Really appreciate your call on the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre 0808 1717 700. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre.com. Don't miss out on your new taxi. Available exclusively to the taxi trade. Let's go! The Go Radio Football Show on a Monday night with the Taxi Centre 0808 1717 700. It's been a busy night. Celtic and Rangers both dropped points yesterday. Big midweek coming up. Rangers away to St John's and Celtic home to St Mirren. But what were we talking about during the break? Barry Ferguson, David Proven and myself, Mark Guidi filling in tonight for Paul Cooney. Yep, hair transplants, that was all the rage. We were talking about getting the old balance done. And uh, David and I will just go and see if we can go and get a two for one somewhere. Barry has got a magnificent 
magnificent head of hair, Davey, hasn't he? I think he said suitors are sterling in there, but yeah. working in that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. I'm, listen, I'm only jealous. Oh. I'm only jealous. It was like I didn't think it was I know I was just about to say Brilliant back. Back. I was. Yeah. What a perm that, that was, was a back then. Oh. Many times a year Did you have to get that done The, the perm uh, Two or three Was it aye, aye. You maybe and Big Ruffy Maybe big about Derek. three inches taller <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brilliant The headlines tonight FIFA have banned Russia from all football So Russia banned from world football And UEFA banned all Russian club sides from UEFA competition as well so that's the headlines reverberating around the world this evening we're into the last 13 minutes of the show it's been quite a programme Celtic Rangers both dropping points yesterday Ange Postecoglou and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst having their say on the back of those disappointing results Barry Ferguson thinks that Rangers need to win their last 10 games of the season they need to take a maximum 30 points from 30 to retain the title and the manager Giovanni Van Bronckhorst probably agrees of course that's a worry I mean uh, especially the draws we, we made I think we, we draw against Aberdeen we draw against Ross County Dundee United and today at home that's 8 points which which should have been should have been 3 points and that's you know you cannot lose too many points now in the run in so we have to be make sure on, on Wednesday we, we turn it around and, and, and make sure we win David how important is it that Rangers do get three points at uh, Perth on Wednesday? Well, every game now, Mark, you know, you're, you're, in, you're into the countdown now, 10 games left. You know, I, I don't think the manager has to work too hard at this stage of the season. The, the players, they, they know what they're playing for, they, they know the stakes, they can see the finish line. Uh, I think both clubs will drop points. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't, I know Barry, I, I get what Barry's saying, but I don't, I don't think either club will be looking at anywhere near 30. I think they'll both drop points. It might come down to who, who drops the most. Out um, Celtic go to Ibrox April the 3rd and then obviously Rangers will come to Celtic Park <laughs> after the split Barry when you think that's two games out of ten six points up for grabs will that ultimately decide the destination of the title? Yeah I, I think you've got to from a Rangers point of view you've got to look in terms of Celtic up until that old firm game at Ibrox are going to win every single game that's what I would think and mm-hmm. that's what I believe is going to happen so then and the flip side of that that means that I've got to win every single game until that, that old firm game and that's the way that Rangers have going to, I've got to think and I do think now it's going to come down to the two games the one at Ibrox and the one at Celtic Park and as I said to you I heard um, Gio do his interview there there's too, been too many points dropped over the last five league games there can't be any more for me Davey how important are the, the two old firm games going to be? Well, obviously, uh, huge. The, the, the worry, I, I think, for Celtic is going to Livingston, which is a graveyard for, for Celtic. Celtics, for some reason, really struggle against Livingston. Dropped five points to Livy this season, um, and they, they they don't enjoy the trip to the Tony Macaroni and that pitch. Um, that that will be at the back of Postecoglou's mind. That that for me is is the obvious banana skin that uh, you know. I think Celtic will beat St Myrne, um, but the the I think the real tricky one is going to be Celtic at Livingston. I mean, on that, we don't know how Livingston are going to get on this midweek, but they did win 4 0. Brilliant. At, terrific at, at Dens Park. Yeah. Just, just on your old teammate, Matt McGee, and, and it's been mentioned in terms of, you, you see it, the downside, the negative of not being allowed down near the dressing room at all on a match day. Yeah. When you look at that now, what, what do you make of that decision to a point, Matt? As much as he's got all the credentials, he's got all the experience, but when you've got 12 games to go and six of them he's not allowed, in the technical area you, you wonder about the wisdom of that decision surely yeah, I, I think I think the problem will be that the Dundee supporters are not having much 
Um, and listen, Mark McGee, former teammate of mine, um, good pal, um, obviously a very good uh, coach as well. If you have, look at his earlier yep, uh, yep. career, um, did a terrific job. Um, the problem for, for Mark at the moment are the optics. It doesn't look good that Gordon strikens his body and Mark goes in there at, at 64 years of age and that's what the Dundee supporters are kicking off against. They feel it's an old pals act and, and Mark is going to have his, his work cut out turning it round. They've got a poor team. Um, the, the window's shut now. I, I don't know how he turns it round but he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt and these supporters have already made up their mind about it. Barry, we'll get back to Celtic and Rangers, but just your take on Dundee, they look as if they're going down. Yeah, there's a real good chance. Um, look, I, I think Mark McGee's a, a very good manager, but I still feel, I, I thought it was too hasty in getting rid of James McPeak. I've got to be honest with you, I was, I was very surprised after the excellent result they had at Hearts, um, against Hearts, sorry, at Tynecastle. Good win in the, the Scottish Cup, a potential banana skin against Peterhead. Um, I think he deserved at least to the end of the season. They made the decision, they brought Mark McGee in. And um, look, they did okay at Celtic Park. They took Celtic right to the, the last, what, five or so minutes to, to get that winner. But the game against Livingston, um, I watched the highlights and it could have been anything in the first half. It was just waves of attack for Livingston. Mark McGee obviously up in the stand on the, the mic um, down to his assistant manager made a couple of changes um, during the first half uh, but they just looked they looked a team fully uh, sorry no confidence whatsoever and I think they're going to they're going to struggle um, it's going to be down to look, I thought if St Johnson beat Ross County I thought sorry I thought St Johnson would have beat Ross County mm-hmm. I think Ross County now are away and it's going to come down to both who's going to go down between Dundee and St Johnson and if you're asking me now I think it looks like Dundee When you, when you looked at, at Matt McGee doing his post-match interviews David you say he's a pal of yours he's a teammate yeah. he's 64 years old now I know Mark as well he's a first class guy mm-hmm. he's great company but when you look at him I mean he looked shell-shocked yeah, absolutely shell-shocked and he used the word diabolical to describe his team's defending he, he, as a human being, you just can't help but feel for him in, in, in those circumstances. I, just, I don't know if he's got enough time in the, the training ground either to turn it around. That, that's the problem. You know, we're into the business end of the season. Um, as, as Barry said, confidence is absolutely huge at fo- any football club in any dressing room. Uh, the rock bottom in confidence, defences all over the place, windows shut. Tell you what, if, if he keeps him up, he's done a terrific job. And I'd love to, I'd love to see him do it because... He's not been given anywhere near the benefit of the doubt here. You know, his coaching credentials are such, I think he should be given time. I'm not sure he will be up there. It, it doesn't help either. Did you see the incident with the fan? Yeah. That's all social media going down and it's, it's not right. He's just come into the job and it's not his fault that Dundee get rid of James McPeak. He's obviously got an opportunity to get back into football. He's took it. But that doesn't look good either. Um, and the fans, I mean, you heard the noise even at half time. They, they, or even during the first half, they were getting booed. He was, um, the team were getting absolute dogs abuse. Half time booed off the pitch and then at full time. Um, it's almost as if, Barry, they're, they're turning up to boo the team now. Yep. They, they can't wait to start booing at Dens Park now. I, mean, I, I don't get that. See if you don't like the manager. Wait till after the game. See during the game. Support the team. Yeah. Get behind the team. Because it's uh, it affects players. I don't care what anybody says. When fans start booing, 
players start to go into their shell they don't want to take any responsibility it's hard for them um, and the most important thing for Dundee is the fans get behind the players and then see after the game if they're not happy with the board or the decision the board's made then do it then yep. during the game support your team there is there's got to be a, a real collective on the park and off the park for that 90 minutes on a Saturday do you? Yeah, you're not going to get it though Mark and I think social media has a lot to do with it as well you know you've, you've got some people who all, all they do is attack footballers and managers um, and try and get it in the sack and he's ba- they become bandwagons people jump on the bandwagon and, and that was really evident at, at Dens I watched the, the highlights of the, the game at Dens and as soon as Livy scored the first goal the boos ring yeah. around the whole stadium mm-hmm. that's not doing the Dundee players any good at all mm-hmm. and if the, the players on the pitch they feel that mm-hmm. straight away it's only one goal you know, you can always get back into the game. Get behind them. And boot at half time if you want, boot full time. But during the game, I don't get it why the That's when players it. hide, Barry, isn't it? That's when the weaker players start hiding. Yeah, but that's when now Mark will need to look at Charlie Adams, Niall McGinn's, guys like that. Paul McGowan, with, yeah. Paul McGowan's, guys with experience. He'll need to grip them in and say, Listen, this is going to be tough. The fans might be having a go. I need you to rally around and take the responsibility and help these younger players or the other players um, through the game. I mean, on that, um, in terms of fans and, and being together and getting behind the team, the Rangers fans, understandably not happy at all at full time seeing their team thrown away uh, a two-goal lead. But how important is it that the, the Rangers fans get behind Giovanni and the players and have that unity and that support for yeah, 90 minutes? The, when I was watching the game in Sunday, it was Rangers were still on the attack a few times, and the, f- the fans were getting behind them. Full time, listen, you've got to accept that it's two points dropped. You're playing with Rangers; it's not good enough at home. You've got to take uh, you've got to take the criticism, and then you've got to go in and you've got to um, regroup again, go and train hard, and make sure you get the three points because the fans will travel up in numbers. They'll pack McDermott Park out in Wednesday night and it's um, it's just about getting the three points. Forget about the, the level of performance. Now you're getting to the business end of the season. It's about getting three points. David, did you I mean that we're going back a few years, but still you were there, you, you were a title winner, you played for your country, you won Scottish Cups, you scored in Scottish Cup finals at Hamden. How enjoyable or not is it when you're getting to this stage of the season and everything is on the line? And bearing in mind for, for Celtic and Rangers, the pressure it's a £35 million title yeah, this season yeah I mean I, I don't think that I, I don't think the players will be given the money the, you know the prize money much consideration that they'll just be desperate to win the league you know run, winning the Scottish Cup's great fun running around Hamden with the Scottish Cup but it doesn't come close to the satisfaction of hearing the full time whistle on the day you win the league championship that's that's what the whole season's about all the hard work all the days in the, when the sleet is hitting you in the face in the training ground, that is the culmination of it all when you win that title. And that's what makes it so important. And I, I think a lot of the time it comes down to ball. Barry's talking about characters. He's talking about Dundee a minute ago. Experienced players with a character to take the criticism, still go and look for the ball. And it was Jock Wallace who became famous for the word character, but he, he was spot on. This is, I think when you get the running and it's nip and tuck, that's when you find out you know, who, who's got it? Who's got the stomach for it? Yeah, I, I'm in the kind of mind frame of go and embrace the challenge. Mm-hmm. You've got 10 games now. You can be a hero. Go and win the 10 games. That's the way that, that I would look at it. That's what I would like to think that's happening in the dressing room with the, the guys who have been through it before. Go and embrace it. That's what it's all about, being a footballer. Now, you've had a wee bit of criticism and you've had obviously 
the plaudits with a brilliant performance against Dortmund. Now it's back down again. Now, right, look at it. Look at the bigger picture. Ten games to go. Is it doable? Of course, it's doable to win the ten games. But listen, it's got to be done by a lot of hard work. Brilliant, what a night we've had on the Go Radio Football Show Monday evening we've had Barry Ferguson and we've had Davy Proven both of them in sensational form we've also had your calls in association with the Taxi Centre I've been Mark Guidi filling in for Paul Cooney and we wish Paul a speedy recovery and thanks very much for joining us we'll be back tomorrow night The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi Let's go! Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.